And I know our culture is so grind driven and hustle driven, but that's not healthy in the long run. You have to take a break. I have an aunt that has said in the past, you have to listen to your body because if you don't, your body will make you listen. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. Since launching enrollment for the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program, I've had the opportunity to touch base with some powerhouse leaders. They're saying things like, just because I can do the job I'm in, should I be striving for something that's more fulfilling? I'm in a new job, but everything is crazy and I'm afraid I'm going to burn out. Or I want to get ready for my next big job, but I need accountability to do that. No, I have to have accountability to do that. Sound familiar? We launched the You Belong in the C-Suite group coaching program to help women gain clarity on what matters most to them, create and stick to boundaries, and create the impact they want through their authentic leadership. Be a part of a community of learning, celebration, and accountability in our new six-month group coaching program. Enrollment closes for our founding members on May 7th. Find out more at thecatchgroup.com. Welcome to today's episode of the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. Today, I'm bringing you a really fun conversation that's different than our typical leadership content. Over the last several months, being able to achieve rest, peace, being centered, and building more boundaries of self-care are things that have come up for many of my coaching clients. So today, I have a treat for you with our guest, Brittany Lyons. I've been following Brittany for many years now, and the designs for her clients just bring me so much peace and calm just looking at the pictures of her designs. I had to have her on the show to talk about building peace and calm through design. Brittany Lyons is the owner and lead designer of Brittany Lyons Art and Interiors. Her boutique firm is based in Dallas, Texas, but operates beyond the Texas borders. The main goal of her firm is to help clients experience self-care through peaceful, functional design. She's been designing since 2015 and also loves to paint abstract canvas pieces when her schedule permits. She's been married to her husband, Carlos Lyons, who's a therapist at Lifeology Oak Cliff for almost eight years. I'm really excited for you to hear our conversation that has actionable tips to bring peace and calm into your work and home spaces. Let's get started. Well, welcome to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. I'm just so happy to have you as a guest. Thank you for having me. I am excited to be here. Yeah, well, and I want to tell everybody how I met you. So okay. this, was, this was like so pre-pandemic, like <laughs> years ago. 
couple of years ago, I was shopping. I feel like I was with my family, but maybe I was just by myself. I don't remember. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I was in West Elm and I was drawn to this art and I like beeline it over to this art. And then I realized, oh my gosh, the artist is here. And it was you. <laughs> yeah, it was me. <laughs> it was you. So I got to meet you. And then I started following you on Instagram. And I've been following you on Instagram since, and it's just beautiful. The, the aesthetic that you have to create peace and calm for your clients. I am just here for your before and afters, like so much. <laughs> I love it. Um, so I'm so excited to have you today. And um, if you don't mind, can you tell everybody a little bit about your story? Yeah, sure. So I'll just give you guys some basic you know, information about me. My name is Brittany Lyons. And um, I am an interior designer here in the DFW area. I'm married to my husband for almost eight years. We've been married and he works here in Dallas as well as a therapist. But I began my journey in the world of interior design back in 2015 when I had a friend reach out to me Mind you, I don't have any formal training in interior design. Like, I don't have a bachelor's degree in that. I didn't go to school for it, but it's just something that I've always been passionate about. So I had a friend reach out to me. She said, hey, we just bought a brand new home. Can you help me? Like, I've seen your photos on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, girl, <laughs> I will help you. So that was my first project in January of 2015. And I have been working, having projects, doing renovations, helping clients create the spaces that they want in their homes. And it's, it's just been a joy. It's been a joy. And um, I feel like you're being very humble. Like you, you have <laughs> for clients to book you, you have to you book you out months and months in advance at this point. And you, you're also an artist. Is that right? Yes. So I do create um, abstract art pieces. I don't get to create as much as I used to because of all the all of the design projects, but I love painting. It's very therapeutic, and whenever I do have the chance to create a special piece for a client, I try to do that. And then sometimes when I just need a minute, when I need to have a little bit of self care, I pick up that paintbrush. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And that's what was that's what first caught my eye was like this beautiful abstract gold painting that you had. But can you describe, um, can you describe your design philosophy for us? And that's, that's really got what got me hooked on your design. Just this idea of peace and calm, the, the palettes, like all of it. But what, what is your design philosophy? So my design philosophy is based around experiencing self-care. My motto or my mantra, if you will, is helping clients experience self-care through peaceful, functional design. I think it's a two-part thing. Like you can't have the piece without the function. And I don't think you can have uh, the function without the piece, so to say. Um, it it kind of goes hand in hand. And with every project that I have, the goal is to help clients curate a space that really nurtures rest and relaxation, a place that they can really enjoy. And let's face it, we all relax better in a space that is clean and tidy. And the functionality of that goes into having proper storage. So that is really my main goal with, with every client, to have a space that not only looks good, but also lives well with clients. 
How has, and I'm sure it has, I can guess, but how has the <laughs> pandemic, like our current living situation, we're all in our houses a lot more. And how do you think it's changed how we use our houses from, from a design point of view? Well, it has made a huge impact for sure. There's no doubt about that. And I think one of the main things that has changed or a particular space that people are wanting definitely their office spaces. They're wanting mm -hmm. to have a dedicated space for that and not be at the dining room table or at the <laughs> kitchen countertop hunched uh -huh. over for eight hours a day. And then also homeschool rooms. Oh, that yeah. has been a big request because the kids are at home. Some kids are back at school now, but during kind of the height of all this, nobody knew we were going to be gone. We were going to be stuck at home for so many months, like a whole year, and people still are working from home. So having the kids be at home, having your job be at home, everything needs to function well. So I think those two spaces are the main ones. Um, another space, too, that I always recommend for clients is to go ahead and get your bedroom space set up because you know you don't want to have your workstation in your bedroom because it's going to be hard for you to switch off your brain okay work time here sleep rest time over here you need to have separate dedicated spaces so that's another space that i have encouraged clients to kind of flesh out or or really have really pay attention to during this pandemic i love that boundary a, a definite place for you work. do yeah you do because your your mind is always going and we have trained behaviors so when you go into the kitchen you your mind automatically knows okay drink food cooking like that's what the kitchen is used for when you go to your bedroom it should be you know relax unwind when you go to an office space it should be work it shouldn't be relaxed unwind it shouldn't be cooking it should be work. So I think having those dedicated spaces helps keep our mind on that train of thought. Okay, this is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm doing over there. So it's just back into that functionality piece of the design mantra, if you will. So absolutely. So we talk a lot about, you know, living a life aligned with, with values on our podcast, whether it's life or career. And many leaders that I coach have, like, especially now in this pandemic, have been bringing up this value of balance or rest or peace or just being centered mm -hmm. myself um, specifically. I have a value of balance and that sometimes shows up in needing like time for myself or making sure I get my workout in or, you know, like you said, like going into a bedroom that's like, you know, peaceful. Um, so how can your space achieve peace? besides the functionality that you already talked about. Can you give a couple of examples? Yeah, there are so many factors that go into designing a room and specifically one that caters to rest and relaxation should be a space that has a calming color palette. So I would, I would stray away from really bright, bold colors like yellows, oranges, bright greens, stick to cooler colors like lower subdued blue tones or subdued green tones, even creams, grays, those types of colors. Um, and a lot of times people will say, well, if I have blinds on my windows, do I need curtains? Yes, put curtains on those windows, even if you do have blinds, because 
through blinds, the sun is not all the way blocked. Now, sometimes people have plantation shutters, which does a pretty good job of that, but it's still not 100%. So you blackout shades or, or blackout curtains will help to really block out that light. Some people are sensitive to light. So the moon is shining or you've got the street lights on at night. And when you put those blackout curtains down, the shades down, or you close those curtains, it really helps the room be dark and it really helps your mind to know, okay, it's time for sleep. So it kind of simulates closing your eyes, if you will. When your eyes are closed, you know, that lets your brain know it's time to rest. So I think that that is another important thing that I always try to tell people. I'm always like, yes, you need curtains. And then that's another way to just bring in a little bit of character, uh, you know, switch up some of the color scheme that you've got going on, still neutral and subdued tones if you do a color. But it's just nice to bring in some character to your space. No two projects are the same. No two people are the same. So styles vary from project to project. Another really important thing that I think people don't think about all the time is having quality bed linens. Ooh, it sounds tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds so simple, but you know, change your pillows every two or three years. I know sometimes we will sleep on the same pillows until it has no more movement left to those cushions <laughs> are just beat and lumpy, you know, but change the pillows, you know, do, do two pillows for each side, kind of like how they do in a hotel room. You know how you go in a hotel, they've got all these nice fluffy pillows and you just want to sit on the bed as soon as you get in there. Nice bed linens. So at least, I would suggest at least a thread count of 400 or above. The higher the thread count, the more expensive the linens, but also the silkier they feel, the higher up you go in that thread count. So that really just gives it a soft kind of feel. This is going to be kind of a weird example, but you know how when you shave your legs and how it feels? Yeah. <laughs> so that that's kind of the feeling that you, <laughs> that you go for when you get in the bed and it's just kind of like wrapping you up and like, yes, you can sleep here. So mm. I think quality bed linens really helps. Um, and even recently I've had clients like, I need to order an extra set of sheets. Like, where did you get those from? I've been sleeping so well, haven't slept this well in years. And I'm like, yeah, it, you know, it, and people, people look at the cost, but think about down the long run, you know, I say you're paying for peace of mind, if you will. Mm -hmm. So you're paying for these sheets. They're helping to increase your, your sleep quality. That in turn helps increase your life quality and overall productivity and just kind of the person you are. Nobody likes a grouch. And some of us can be really grumpy when we don't get great sleep. Let's just face it. So th those would be my recommendations for creating a bedroom space that is just really peaceful and nurtures an environment to relax. Are you one to have, um, what's your take on TV in the bedroom, yay or nay? I think this really depends on, uh, I, I would leave that to personal preference for clients. Just because you do have the TV in the bedroom doesn't mean you'll watch it. Mm. <laughs> I will say for, for me and my husband, I know for our first year of marriage, I don't think we watched TV at all. But then we, we were like, no, we're not going to have a TV in the room. We ended up having one in there. We have one in our room right now. Do we ever watch it? 
no, we don't. <laughs> so, I mean, very rarely, maybe, you know, once or twice a month, we are watching TV in there, but I would leave that to personal preference. I would say if someone doesn't trust themselves to really relax, because TV is a distraction too. So yeah. if that's going to distract you from sleep, you know, some people can only go to sleep when the TV is on. Like that's not really a good habit to have. So trying to get out of that, um, I think would be better. Just all the noise, the bright lights, you know, yeah. it keeps your mind up and racing. So it's just, it just boils down to personal preference. But I would say if they are going to, I guess, over utilize the TV, then I would say no. Okay. But if they are going to have limitations, if they have other nighttime routines like journaling or reading a book or something other than the TV, then I would think it was fine. But everybody knows themselves. You know, most of us know ourselves. <laughs> we do. And that's why, that's why I can't have one in there because it'll be on <laughs> and I'll just stay up watching my show. You'll be up watching all kinds of crazy stuff. You know, the crazy stuff comes on at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'll just be binging Netflix until too late. So exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, and then you're in the bed, so you're kind of comfy because mm -hmm. you're laying down. It's just, it can be a setup for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for walking us through that. Um, <laughs> I love that idea that your physical space can actually serve as a trigger, like you said, for intentional peace and rest. Mm -hmm. um, and also, you know, keeping boundaries. Are there any other boundaries that you have um, that you can share that you've seen either clients do in your design or that you have personally? I would say other than, I know earlier we talked about having a designated space for work. But personal boundaries that I have is having a Sabbath. Like I am not working 24 seven, 365. I have chosen for myself on Sunday to not look at any emails if I can help it, to not even do any sourcing for clients. And sometimes that can be so hard to not do anything because you're like, I have this time. Let me, I have all this stuff I need to do. And I have this free time, free time in quotation, right? right. <laughs> but no, this is resting time. So mm -hmm. I think definitely creating a Sabbath for yourself, if you can do that, just to minimize the stress, like you don't have to worry about, okay, I've got to check my email and see what's going to be in there today, or check my text and see what's going to be in there today. Your mind doesn't have to worry about that. And it gets trained as well to think, okay, Sunday is here it's my Sabbath. I'm going to rest and just do what I want to do or do, you know, go to this restaurant that I've been wanting to eat at or watch this movie that I've been wanting to watch. So having a dedicated Sabbath, I think is important because we're not wired to work 24 seven. And I know our culture is so grind driven yes. and hustle driven, but yeah. that's not healthy in the long run. You have to take a break. I, I have an aunt that has said in the past, you have to listen to your body because if you don't, your body will make you listen. And that is, you know, you, you don't know so, what that will be. Right? That is so true. Exactly. You have a, you're, that is some wisdom <laughs> from your aunt. Yeah. So, and I remember, I think about that all the time and I'm like, I don't want my body to have to force me to listen and rest in whatever form that may be. I don't want to find that out. So taking the time to actually rest, like it's okay. The work will be there when you get back. The it will, will be, be it, it really will be. And I think it's a lesson that all of us need. I think I see, I see it a lot um, in women that I coach and, and I used to do the same, like 
this idea, like I can't even go on a long vacation. Well, guess what? The business is still going to be, they're going to be okay without you. It's going to be exactly fine, right. Exactly. They, they will be okay. They were okay before you got there. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, they were making money before you, they will be okay. As long as you set yourself up and your team up to be out, it's, it's mm-hmm. usually fine to, to plan for things like that. Um, yeah. but getting back to this idea of like your body will tell you, man, that's so true. I had a, mm-hmm. I had a, I was traveling so much a couple of years ago, international flights. I just started a new job. We already had a, a spring break planned for our family in Barbados. I could barely walk <laughs> because I wasn't listening to my body. I wasn't taking care of myself. Wow. Yeah. And you know, that's what happens. Unfortunately, we have to take a break before we're forced to take a break. Yeah. It, Crazy. It, yeah. The kids remember that trip. Oh, the one that mommy was laying down <laughs> in the hotel most of the time. And we're at the beach of that. Yeah. No, right. They're fine. never going to let you forget that. I'm sure <laughs> they won't. They won't. <laughs> um, so in terms of, you know, setting those boundaries, I love, I love all those ideas you just said. And one thing, getting back to design, sorry, we went on this tangent, um, getting back to design. What are some of the common misconceptions that you have when you work with clients in the design process? Like, are there things that generally come up different themes? I think one of the biggest things um, that clients have a misconception about is the time that it takes to produce and curate a beautifully peaceful, peaceful and functional space. You know, I have had people call me and say, you know, I've got two weeks to, and I'm like, uh, no, I can't, I'm sorry. I cannot (laughs) help you. Two weeks is just not enough time. I mean, from consultation to installation, at least a minimum of 12 weeks that lets me have time to chat back and forth with vendors to actually create the design board because that takes time as well. In addition to other projects that I'm that I have going on, so it's not I'm just not working with one client at a time. So that gives me time to create those things. It gives me time to talk with vendors, get proper pricing, uh, talk to those vendors about shipping policies and how long it's going to take for something to arrive. And if it's a custom item, it's going to take even longer. So making sure that they know how long something is going to take and then costs too probably would, you know, everybody wants to know how much is it going to cost. And I really try to help clients understand that you get what you pay for. The quality is what you want. So in order to get a certain level of quality, you need to spend X amount of dollars. Of course, I don't, I don't try to overspend or oversell them on items. Like I try to keep in mind their budget. And, you know, I know how much I would spend on something for myself. So if I wouldn't spend that amount of money on one item for me, then I'm not going (laughs) to present that to a client, you know, unless they just, if their style is just all out and they just have what, how much ever money they want to spend on it. But I try to be reasonable because, you know, this is their money. So I want to be a good steward of that as well. So I tell clients like this, this is what it's going to cost, you know, because I'm ordering all of these items. I'm selecting everything. As soon as something breaks or is not the type of quality they thought they were spending, or they're like, oh, I spent X amount of money and in five months or a year, it's not even working or it's broken. Who are they going to come looking at? 
(laughs) (laughs) So I'm protecting them and I'm also protecting myself. So I would say time and cost are probably some easy things to have misconceptions about when clients are researching or trying to find a designer to work with. Yeah, I can't even imagine because I'm like, um, I'm probably somebody that would drive you bananas because I'm like watching HGTV. So I think I know like what things cost yeah. and I'm like, Hey, I love this, but I don't know what, de- <laughs> I don't know all the lingo and I don't know what design style I really have, <laughs> you know, and on those shows too, like some of the pricing that they quote, I'm like, how, how are it's, they getting these numbers? Because that's not, I'm like, that's too low. What, it doesn't make any sense. They're right. Not, who not, are they working with? <laughs> they're not paying for labor or something. It's and, ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how they're getting their numbers. Maybe they have some some type of deal set up, but I'm like, no, that is mm-hmm. not right. And you're right. So that leads to a third thing. People watching these TV shows and say, okay, I can get all of this for this. And it does not work like that. It It doesn't. It really doesn't. And then um, I think, you know, some of those behind the scenes shows are like, oh, well, none of the furniture was included or, oh, you know, the labor was for free because it was a TV show or, oh, the whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then even those shows, it's so easy to see like a time lapse in an hour or 30 minutes, right? Of like, exactly like this. And then, you know, 30 minutes. (laughs) When it took four to six weeks for it to actually happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That that project took forever. There were so many delays. And, and, And in the design world, everything has to be precise. Okay. So of course, when you're taking measurements, Like if you're off half an inch, I can mess every single thing up. But also there's a domino effect with subcontractors. So Mm. if the cabinet person doesn't install on Tuesday, like he's supposed to, then the flooring person can't install on Wednesday, like they were supposed to. So it's a domino effect and it throws everything off, pushes the timeline back. So there there are so many factors at play um, in the misconceptions. Like the best thing to do is just find somebody and ask questions. I love that. (laughs) I love that. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's your, what's your favorite room to design? I just like the design process in general, but if I had to say a favorite room, so I like all renovations where we're like doing gut jobs, taking uh-huh. everything out, making everything completely new. Those are always fun, but for a redesign, I think bedrooms are my favorite, honestly, because yeah. just, it's just something about walking into a bedroom that is fully designed, just polished. It's beautiful. It looks peaceful. It's inviting, you know, there's just something about that, that I really like, and that I really want all of my clients to experience, even though all of them don't hire me for bedrooms, but Mm -hmm. it's like, when I get to do a bedroom, I'm like, yes, we could do this. You're going to sleep so well here. I know it. (laughs) And I love that you talked a lot about like of the function of the space, like lighting and blackout and quality of mm-hmm. um of linens and that kind of stuff but what about just like the the aesthetic the look of a room like mm-hmm. to me like that's what I get from your pictures it's like oh my gosh it's so peaceful like just looking at looking at pretty things that are like just so <laughs> these beautiful pictures um what do you think that does to create just kind of the aesthetic of it to create peace and calm well I think having a pretty space just makes you want to be there, right? If there's a space that you like, you enjoy looking at it, it's comfortable, then you want to actually spend time in that space. And it's always a goal to have clients want to come home 
and enjoy yeah. their newly designed spaces opposed to going, you know, out to dinner with friends to unwind or go over, you know, to a family member's house to unwind because you like their house better. Like, I don't want clients to, after I'm done with their space, say, you know, oh, like there's so much brown in here. Like, I wish, like, I don't want them to have to think about any design aesthetic at all once their space is done. That's the goal to create a space that you want to spend time in, a space that you want to be in. I love that so much. Uh, I just uh, love your pictures. I love that we've had time <laughs> to hang out, to talk more about, about bringing peace and calm um, because it's, it's just so important, especially now uh, mm -hmm. in a pandemic, sure. how to bring that into your home. Um, so I would love folks to see picture, see your pictures. So I want um, the call to action for this episode is to, you know, how can you get this kind of attain this peaceful and functional space through intentional design? Follow Brittany. Where can we find you on Instagram? So my Instagram handle is Brittany Lyons Art. So that's B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-L-Y-O-N-S-A-R-T. Awesome. <laughs> and we'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, and really just even just to get inspiration is just to look at her before and afters. I love them so much. And then you can, <laughs> they can send you a message to, yeah, they to, can to work with you. Awesome. Yeah, they can. There's a contact me form on my website. And if they visit that form, they can fill out that information and I will reach out to them to discuss their project. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much, Brittany. It was a pleasure to hang out with you today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed my time. Thanks. Bye. Bye. What gets you up in the morning? What drives your decisions? What do you stand for? No idea. Not even sure where to start. I use my values to guide my life and career. It's the basis of how I've built boundaries for myself and stuck to them. Are you ready to dig into what matters to you? Go to thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet. That's thecatchgroup.com to download your free values worksheet to get to your core values and take action on what matters most. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, then be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss a show. Editing and support for this podcast is from SNE Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care. Mm -hmm.